Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. City News. It's 17.30 GMT. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. We are coming to you from our studios in Adabraka in Accra. My name is Umaru Sanda Amadu here tonight with... Ellen Dapa. And coming up over the next 90 minutes. Gunshots echo in the eastern region town of Azaman Tanfo as police and Ochiman Environmental Task Force open fire to dispel galamsees, preventing the gap movement of an excavator that had been impounded. Meanwhile, at least one person is reported dead at Chebi where some galamsees got trapped in a mining pit. Also coming up. I don't know because I cooked a lot of food yesterday and I put it in my deep freezer. This morning when I wake up, it's so rich. So I'm praying that I should get the, this thing so that the deep freezer will work for me. System challenges with the power purchasing platform of ECG affect many customers whose businesses have ground to a halt. We hear from the state power distributor here on Eyewitness News. And later, the minority side in parliament is raising concerns over what it says is the disappearance of some $100 million worth of Ghana's oil money. We'll be following the oil here on Eyewitness News. Stay with us as we bring you that story and others here. Eyewitness News is live across Ghana on a number of affiliate stations. And there will also be business, Michael. We're just a day to the deadline of the SIM card re-registration exercise. Ghanaians encouraged to undergo process. That's in 15 minutes. Michael Obudu will be back in the studio. Eyewitness News is live across Ghana on a number of affiliate stations, including... Um, Tumpani Radio 88.5 in Nadoli in the Upper West Region, Rikas 92.1 FM in Bongo Namu, Northern Region, we are on North Star Radio 92.1 FM in Tamale, Northeast Re- FM, Northeast Region, we are on Nobia FM 98.1 in Nale Rigo. We are also in the Western Region on Beach 105.5 FM in Takuradi. We are also in the Ashanti region on Focus 94.1, 94.3 FM on the campus of the KNUST. And uh, we are also on Orange 107.9 FM in Kumasi. In the Volta region, we are on Sela Radio 97.1 FM in Dabala. And Holy 98.5 FM in Aplau. Let's settle for details of our stories now. And the first one has to do with some gunshots that were recorded in the eastern region, a town known as Asaman Tamfo. Uh, the video that has just come through, uh, sent by a correspondent, Neonia Mati Kanaku, is very disturbing. Listen to this. Come on, come 
So um, that is actually the sounds and scenes from the town known as Asamang, Tamfo in the eastern region. The reporter correspondent, Neonia um, Matekanaku, has sent through is that uh, the gunshots were being fired by policemen. And in that video, I'm seeing plain clothed men. And I believe that should be from a team known as the uh, Ochiman Gal- Environmental Task Force. Godwin Ama is General Secretary of the National Small Scale Miners Association. He was at that particular scene, we are told. Um, Godwin, is it the case? You're welcome to Eyewitness News. Okay. Um, good evening, and uh, good evening to listeners, too. I, I was not there, but it was a collaboration between the Ghana Police, Ochi Mine Tax Force, and then the Small Scale Miners Association. Um, I was brief of what happened there, but I was not uh, at the scene. Okay, so I'll come to you si- since you were not at the scene. Let me speak to the man who was at the scene, and I'll come back to you, Godwin. Kindly, uh, I indulge you to stay on the line for me. Neoni Amate Kanaku is our correspondent in the Eastern Region. Neo, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you very much, Sandra. You witnessed what I just played for my audience. What was that about? Uh, so, uh, in the early hours of today, the uh, uh, Kibi Divisional Police Command, uh, in collaboration with the Ochoman Environmental uh, Tax Force and then the Small Skills Association, embarked uh, on a swoop in the Asamantanfoy area. Uh, so, when we got to the, the area, we, we chanced upon uh, these people who were uh, mining illegally in the area, so some arrests were made. Uh, about 24 people were arrested in the process. Uh, now uh, we we retrieved the, the team retrieved uh, a pump action gun. Uh, two excavators were impounded in the process. Uh, two pumping machines, two motorbikes, and then uh, one uh, tricycle, uh, which is known as a aboboya uh, in the Ghanaian community. Now, uh, arrangements were made for a low bed, uh, that is a trailer, uh, to take uh, one of the excavators from uh, the site. So uh, when we moved from the bush uh, and got to uh, the community, uh, the community, some of the community members, that is the youth in the area, and some uh, miners who managed to escape their swoop had gone to the community and then they had gathered. So uh, they blocked uh, the section of the road where we were supposed to use were to use uh, to join the main Accra Kumasi uh, Highway at Asaman Tamfoy uh, with a Honda, an unregistered Honda uh, CRV uh, vehicle. And uh, so the people, they started, uh, there were some negotiations, they started talking, and then uh, the commander who was in charge, that is uh, Chief Superintendent Magnus Sam, was engaging some leaders of the community and telling them that uh, they should come to uh, the uh, uh, keep it the divisional police command uh, because they are, they've started investigations into their case. So if the people are not illegally uh, illegal miners, as uh, some of them were claiming, they should just come because they've started investigations. So as uh, the negotiations were going on, uh, the youth in the area and uh, those illegal miners who escaped the soup started pelting stones. Uh, I had to, I had to uh, swerve myself because uh, the, the vehicle in which uh, I was sitting was also hit. Uh, the uh, Apeja Fori uh, that is the, the chief of uh, uh, KB Apapem, uh, who was leading the Ochiman Tax Force in the process, was hit in the process. Uh, that is uh, the, the back of his head uh, uh, with a stone. Uh, he had a, a cut 
around that side. So the team uh, started uh, firing some shots uh, to disperse uh, the crowd. So uh, the shots continued uh, severely uh, as we moved uh, through the streets. Uh, the shots were being fired uh, to disperse the crowd, and then uh, the vehicle was uh, moved away. Uh, the lock, the lock which uh, they used to block the area, was also moved, and then uh, gradually uh, we made our way out of the Asaman Tamfoy uh, Township. So. Uh, uh, Sandra, that was basically what happened uh, today. So, so you were in a convoy of a sort. How many police vehicles were there? Uh, I could count uh, four police vehicles, and then uh, the task force also had uh, close to eight uh, vehicles. So they were under the command of the police, I presuppose? Yes. And the operation retrieved two excavators? Two excavators, uh, one pump action gun, uh, two motorbikes, one uh, tricycle and then two pumping machines, uh, water pumping machines. Which area was this operation carried out? Uh, Asaman Town for that is in the Etiwa East uh, uh, constituency or district. So it's in the town of the Asaman uh, As, um, Town for that the, the, the youth accosted or waylaid the team, but you had moved into the bush and they fled and left behind their equipment, which you, you, you retrieved. Yeah, so uh, uh, even uh, when, when, when uh, the team charged upon them uh, in the bushes, uh, uh, some of the team also uh, entered the bush with them and then they managed to arrest uh, these 24 people uh, which uh, currently are in custody at uh, the uh, Kibi uh, Divisional Command. So you were returning with 24 suspects as well as uh, the equipment? Yes. Now, was anybody injured severely amongst your team members, and I'm referring to the convoy that you were in? Uh, some some uh, had uh, were, were, were hit in the process. Uh, that is uh, the stones from uh, the youth in the area. Uh, as I said, uh, what I saw uh, personally, because I was just sitting close uh, behind, was uh, uh, the, the one that uh, struck Apejafori. Uh, uh, that is the chief of Chibi uh, Apapem, uh, who happens to be the leader of the Ochiman Environmental Task Force. I see. What about the people who were being shot at? The gunshots, the video, it doesn't look good at all. It almost looks like they were aiming and also shooting. Um, do you know if any of the community members have been injured or you, you moved away from there so you, you uh, can see? Yes, we, 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 had to, we had to move away. Uh, but uh, what uh, I was made to understand was that uh, it, it, was, it was not uh, live bullets. It was just uh, rubber bullets which were being shot into the air. That was what I was made to understand. So your convoy moved where? Move, moved to where? Where did you come to? Chebi or you came to Kufurido? Where exactly did you end up? All right. So the, the convoy uh, ended up at uh, the uh, Kibi the Divisional uh, Command. So the equipment have been parked at the Divisional Police Command? Yes. So one excavator uh, has currently been parked uh, there. And the, the suspects? Was, the, the suspects are in custody. The police have begun investigations into the incident. All right, so 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 it ends there at least from from the team that you have been following. Yes, please. Thank you so much, Neoni Amate Kanaku is our correspondent in the Eastern Region. Uh, Godwinama, uh, thank you for staying on the line. He's General Secretary of the National Small Scale Miners Association. You were in the know of what exactly was supposed to happen today, weren't you? Tell us more. Yeah, this um, community is the same community where the uh, military went to arrest the Burkina Bays and the. Other West African nationals who were doing this, uh, what we they were using the uh, metal detectors in the in the area. So the arrest they had about 124 um, people or illegal miners, and they were the ones that were transported to Airwak. And then the minister had a press conference there. 
after the military did the swap, these people came back again. And they are being harbored by people within the community. And the people that were involved leading this illegal mining operation who blocked the road are same people who the courts have put a bench warrant for them to be arrested. And they are the same people who went there again to cause that commotion. So they blocked the road and then they prevent the police and the, uh, the tax force from taking, for, for, from taking the equipment to the uh, 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 uh Police uh, Divisional Command. It sounds like these are known people then. Yeah, these are, some of them are known people. And uh, for the arrests that have been made, the police will conduct the investigations and get the sponsor who is behind them. Because they were same people whose, this group, four excavators have been picked by the military to the Kibi Divisional Police. That's four or five months ago. And that is where it was sent to court, and there was a bench warrant to arrest those who were the leaders. And these same people came back again, put three excavators there now, and opened the pit. Most of the work that they've done, all the telcos lines around those areas, they've used their machines to just cut most of the lines. So even reception, when you are making calls and all that, it's so difficult for you to even get proper reception around those areas because the activities of this illegal mining. They are also close to the main electric pylons there. That is why the military, this is the second time, I would say this is the third time. The military will have been there twice. Arrests were made, and these same people keep coming and being supported by people, uh, uh, some unknown people who are the sponsors for them to continue to perpetrate this illegality around the, the community. And the Osaji Fuamoja, for opinion, even invited the chief of the community to the palace. And I'm aware that they warn him that if anything like that happens, they will send their task force to ensure that there is order and he will be uh, uh, dealt with. So we are waiting to see what will happen after that. I see. So it seems you have a collaboration that you have been engaging in with the uh, Environmental Task Force of the Ochiman uh, Council plus the police to engage in this um, arrest of persons involved in Galamsey, correct? Yes, we believe that, you see, um, the Galante or illegal mining is a national issue, but it can be dealt at the local level with, if we have proper collaboration. Because if you have community enforcement approach, we'll be able to handle it once it starts than waiting for it to escalate and then the whole needs you have to spend so much money. So we've been able to uh, meet some of the traditional leaders at uh, small-scale miners association to work with them and then the police and then the district assembly, so that we'll be able to handle it at the uh, community level before it gets out of hand. So that's the next strategy we are using with uh, the, the stakeholders at the local level. Thank you for speaking to us. Okay. That's Godwin Amma, he's General Secretary of the National Small Scale Miners Association. Let's speak to Abel, uh, Abel Hinampong, a.k.a. Joe. He's youth leader in Asaman Tamfoy. Um, Abel, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you, sir. What happened in your town today? You were there, weren't you? Yeah, I was there, and they even fired direct arms into my car. And, okay, and no, no, let's take it from the top. So who are, who are you, what do you do in your community, and what happened today? Yeah, uh, about three months ago, the Deputy Minister of uh, Natural Resources came and inaugurated, inaugurated community mining scheme for we, the youth in the community, to undertake a community mining. So uh, a committee was set up 
and we started the work. There were already some small scale miners with the allowances there. So the surveyor came and demarcated the area that is already lances in the name of the small scale miners. So those areas are not touched. They are left there. And even where we are working now, we went in last three days. There's no uh, electrical palace. There's no cables passing there that have been destroyed. So when they came, we were there, and we got to know that some task force have come there. When we know the task force because we are all from the same region. When we went there, we saw that there were some new faces, uh, which were Nima boys, were included in the task force because we know the task force. We work with them over here. We know them. We saw that one guy, Ure Kwamufa, and Mr. Gordon Yama, who just spoke with you, was those who leading the task force and the Nima boys. So the task force itself followed Mr. Gordon Yama, to Mr. Gordon Amma's house, including the leader of the task force. That is from the uh, Ochimayan task force. So we followed them to Mr. Gordon Amma's We saw that they are going to Mr. Gordon Amma's We wanted to speak with the task force. They said we should wait. When we came back, I met one Oureku Amufa, who is from Kibi. He is not part of the task force, holding a gun. That's a pump passion. That's what I said, if you have any issue with the community mining that have been inaugurated, I think we should sit down and talk, or if anything, we should go to court for clarification. Oreku told me he would kill me and my friend Danso. So he pointed a gun at me, fired a direct bullet through the back screen of my car. After that, he also opened several firearms into my car. By then, the district, uh, the division police command was there. Before they, when they saw them, the, uh, when they, there was no military men, there was some policemen. When they saw, when the police commander and his boys saw that uh, the Oreku and the Nima boss were opening firearms, he, they drove away back to Kebi. The commander quickly told them, let's go, let's go, because we don't want to they left. So my car has been demolished with bullets all over. I was inside the car and they were, they were opening firearms. So I also went to the police at the Nyinam to report. So they've come and take my car to the police station and they've taken video coverage of it. And they fired some other bullets into some houses. And the police at Anyam took some pictures of uh, those buildings that the bullet entered, including Mankar and other two cars. So Mankar is rather, right now Mankar is with the Anyam police uh, uh, station, while they also came with uh, KB Divisional Police to do those uh, uh, operations. Okay, so you have not been injured, have you? No, I haven't been injured, but Mankar is totally gone. All right. You were in the Mankar. car when the car was shot at? Yeah, they used... A A M G B bullet. They did not use the uh, the police rifle. So those are the red the red bullets. Yeah, we, I even carried about uh, some pieces of the bullet to the police station, and the police too came to the scene and took a video coverage of it. Mm. But you were in the car. They shot inside the car. They, you said they demolished, which means they vandalized yes, the car. And yet you and yet you are and yet you are not hurt. Yes, I'm not hurt. Even when I got out from the car, and I was going. They were still firing arms. You can ask. They fire arms from about uh, 50 meters through the whole town. Were they shooting at you? Did they po point any gun at you and shot at you at any point? Yes, they were. Not me alone. Uh, no, I don't know. Specifically, so did anyone target you directly and shot at you? Yes. Ure uh, Kwamufa targeted me and shot a direct. But he didn't hit... He was the first person to but, open an arm. But he didn't, he didn't hit you? No, he, he hit my car. I was inside the car and he was firing the car. So he blasted the my two back ties, and the right side of the car, everything is gone. This Oreku Amofa you talk about, I kept hearing in the video, Oreku, Oreku, who exactly is he? Uh, our is constituency MPP chairman called me, asking, why is he doing that? He said his brother is the president, so he can do whatever he wants. That's what he told our 
party chairman. What does he do in your place? Who is he? What business does he run? He is at Kibi, and we are at Ashamansa, the distance about 30 minutes drive. Does it mean he is part of the environment, Ochiman Environmental Task Force? He is not part. He is a minor, and he wants to take over the lands that have been commissioned by the Deputy Minister of Lands and Natural Resources as a community. And they want to take over the land, including Godwinama, who granted that uh, uh, interview at your, at your station. You said Godwinama. You said Godwinama was there today. He just told me moments ago that he was not there today. He was with Okojiamai. Uh, that is the leader of the task force. He was with them. They were going to Godiama's house. Godiama stays at Asamantangfoy. He's close to my house. And I was driving behind the, 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 the leader of the task force group with his men. I drove behind them and they went to Godiama's house straight. So we turned back. Why? Godiama has a house in Chebi? Go, no, the, the incidents happened at Asamantangfoy. The community money has been inaugurated, inaugurated and it's supposed to be take place at Asamantangfoy, not Chebi. Okay, and is Godwin, does Godwin have a house in Asaman Tamfoy? Yeah, Godwin rents my friend's house. So Godwin stays, he has stayed in Asaman Tamfoy for very long, I cannot tell. More than uh, five, six years. He's close to where I also stay. I know him very well. He stays in my best friend's house, yeah. Okay, you say too that uh, the, the, the people who came there were Nima boys. How did you know they were from Nima? So I, I got to know that when they arrested some of our boys, one guy was arrested, Adams. I called Adams, Adams, where are you? So they released me, they said, I should go. I said, ah, what happened? He said, well, I know one of the guys who came with them. He's from Nima. And uh, Adams too came from Accra to work with us. So he has been in Nima. So he got to know one of them that he's a Nima boy. Then they asked him to go. All right. And actually, actually, we are here with the Wachima Environmental Project. We all work together. So we know ourselves. And I know the leader, Okuji Amai, and the boys that he has been working with. But the faces that fired the arm together with Oureku were new faces. That is where uh, Adams got to know that he knows one or two of them who are from Nima. So they allowed him to go. After they've arrested him, they asked him to go. So they let him go scot-free, and they took the arrest to Kibi police station. Okay. The account yeah. we have is that you and other members of the community and Galamsees blocked the road and you were the one, you brought your unregistered Honda CRV, which Honda CRV has been shot at. So you were obstructing the movement of the excavator from the bush to the police command. What do you say to that? My brother is false. We came and confronted them that why are they doing that? Because the program has been in, uh, uh, initiated by the government and the minister has come to inaugurate it about three months ago. So whoever was it's legal. After the inauguration, a whole lot of communication has went on. Everybody who wants to work was supposed to pay some uh, fee. And to the town in which we all come from, Samantha, we paid the fee. And the surveyors came and demarcated the land and take, they took out the portion that is not for community mining. There were some portions that have been registered in some uh, individuals, and that's the small scale miners. We took those ones out. And we started demarcating the one which is free land that the government have commissioned for us to do community money. That's what we started working on. Okay. So but they did not come with any document we showed. No problem. But they say that they went to the bush, the Galamsias fled, and they, they impounded two vehicles, now excavators. Nobody, come again. Nobody, nobody fled. Everybody was there. They arrested about six people. Then they will look at your face, you go. They look at you go. They set some of them free. 
Yes, and, and they took guy, they took they took a pump action gun, according to what our reporter witnessed. Sure, the pump action gun belongs to my brother, Dan. So it's registered and licensed uh, uh, pump action gun. Because remember, some few months ago, robbery incidents happened at Samantha, if you can remember, of which our friend Senate uh, was shot dead. Normally, when you work, the robbers will come and attack you. So we always protect ourselves with just one gun at the site. <laughs> Normal everybody who yes, works, and the two excavators that were impounded, that one also belonged to who? Danso. The excavator is one excavator. Uh, it was a rented one. And it belongs it to who? Excavator. Yeah. Who, 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 who brought it there to engage in illegal mining? It's not an illegal mining. And I repeat, uh, I can send you a picture of everything of the inauguration. It had been inaugurated about three months ago. So what, what was the excavator doing there? It was doing a community money that had been inaugurated by the deputy minister of land and natural resources. So it's a legal work. And you are saying that the police who came there and the environmental task force did not know that you were doing legal, genuine business? The police himself, if I personally asked our, uh, my brother to call the, uh, the commander, which is Sam, the division commander, the district commander was not involved. The division commander came. We called him and we said, what are you doing there? It has been inaugurated. So now it's a legal place. He said he came to accompany the task force. It is not his uh, business. But they asked him to accompany them. So he came with his men to accompany them. So it has been inaugurated. And it's legal. I have all the details and the documents okay. which shows that the minister came and inaugurated. So if you give me a WhatsApp line, I'll send everything to you. About three cars were spoiled, and we have the innovation program to okay. on video, on, on record. On the video that we have seen, there was a blockade, um, a barrier of a sort so that was created. You see, where, where my, my car was parked in front of the Presbyterian Church, if you can see, you can record, there's a Presbyterian Church. Yes, I have seen, yes, I've seen yeah, that. That was where my car was parked, not the bush. We were parked waiting for them so that we confront them. If there's anything, we should go to court for clarification or definition of community mining. And and so, did you people throw stones at them? Come again? Did you people throw stones at them? Nobody throws stones at anybody. I was a real cool that I've been mentioning. I know him. He knows me personal. I also know him personal. I've been to his house before. How old is he? Is he, a, is he an old man? He's an old man with a white beard. He's an old man, very tall. And tall. Do you know with if Do you know if he was involved in politics somewhere in the early 90s? Yeah, I know the lineage they are in politics. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. Is he the I know him personal. I know him personal. Is he the I man wearing the smoke in the video? Yeah, he was wearing some white. Okay. I saw him. No problem. Yeah. No. With, with an ash pump action. He was holding a pump action ash. But he's a civilian. He's a civilian. He's not part of the task The gunshots we saw in the video were many, uh, or, or we heard were yeah. many. Um, what, did the what police... What I'm trying to emphasize was the first person who opened... No problem. I want to know if... Did the police also shoot, or it was just the... My brother, before God and man, none of the police officers opened a the fire. They just ran away when they saw that the gunshots were becoming too much. I overheard uh, Commander Sam saying, please, let's go, let's go. Then he quickly took his men away. Because before then... We were trying to read the original minister and also some other people to come in because what they were doing, we didn't understand it. Okay. So some numerous of phone calls have gone to him. So when he saw that it was becoming too much, he called his men and they left. Okay. Uh, Abel, and the Nima, uh, boys, Nima boys and Uruku took over the action. Okay, Abel, um, because yes, you mentioned Godwin, we've called him up back uh, to respond to the direct accusation you make that he was there today. He had said to us, 
a short while ago that he was not in the town. So let me just and speak brother, to him and then and you hear him. I, I want you to hear him. I want to just ask him, Darida, you can hear him. I personally followed the car. Nope. No, you, you you just listen. I'm going to ask him directly, then you hear his okay. response. My uh, brother has to do with me here. No yeah. problem. Godunama, um, Abel says that you were in the town today, contrary to what you said mm-hmm. to us, and that he even followed you to your house in, in, in the community today. What do you say to that? No, I've never been there today. I don't know, Danzo, whether he knows me even personally. Today we did a lot this of work This is not This is Joe. This guy is called... Joe. His nickname is I Joe. Don't, I don't know whether he's been... Personally. Um, I've not been in the community for the records. You were in not the there. the operations, I, I was not there. But let me respond to some of the issues he's mentioning. No, about I, so let, let's just clear that. So you were not in I'm, the... I was not part of the task force. I've never been there today. And, and I was not near. That's why from the beginning I thought I was briefed. Of what happened. Okay, let me I just ask him then on that one. So, okay, I'm told that I've lost him on the line. So, go ahead and clarify what else you wanted to yeah, clarify. So, you see, if you, um, Atalanta Mfoy, there was this community mining activities in Atalanta Mfoy. Initially, we have concession owners, individual concession owners. And then the minister, the, the MP of the area wanted that area for community mining. So, I went to her and told her that that place belongs to some people. But by then, they met the Minerals Commission. So the Minerals Commission arranged a meeting between the association and the community uh, with a rep from the uh, MP of the area, that's uh, Tiwa uh, East, uh, Honorable Abna. So we negotiated with them. I mediated with the, uh, even the small-scale miners that if there was an area for community mining, then we should be able to help because it's a flagship program for government. So we started, some of them voluntarily gave four concessions which was registered in the name of Asamanta for Community Mining, only for, for concession. So this concession, they have a sponsor, and then the leaders of it, who is uh, one Alpha, Alpha, Kisi, that is the, uh, the former uh, regional um, uh, MPP chairman, the uh, Honorable Kisi, son. So he was leading, so we gave them four concessions. And out of the four concessions, uh, 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 the concessions that were given, the minister and then the minerals commission went through, we all went through the process and ensured that the operational manual for community mining we followed. The, even the document that he's saying they have, you ask him where is the community mining document even that they have. We did all this and then the minister inaugurated the police. Then the elders of the community said, no, once they've inaugurated the police, the whole area is for community mining. So we met them, we went to the Minerals Commission. Minerals Commission clarified the thing. Uh, the chief sent the Ben and three other elders with the mineral, uh, with the Small Scale Miners Association representation to the Minerals Commission. A letter was given to them spelling all those who have concessions there. So there are people who are supposed to be engaging in genuine mining there as inaugurated. Genuine mining. So okay. where Danso and Co are claiming that is community mining, it's not community mining. Okay. They've gone there already. They've been arrested, and then there's a bench warrant on these two people. Okay. Who he, are claiming? He's back on the line. He, he's back on yeah. the line. Let me just ask him. Um, Joe, um, Godwin is on the line. You had yeah, said. I heard what about, I, I heard okay. Re- respond. Yes. Yeah, what I was telling that uh, what he's saying is false. If they have any concession with the genuine document, they should bring it. You know what? If a community man is lunch, the whole area is lunch. If you have your concession, you bring your document. 
you take out your own concession, you leave the rest for the community. They don't have any authentic document covering the land. They don't have it. They just want to take advantage of the launching of the community money and take our lands away from us. Because if someone is working on your land, you only have to show your paper and create a person out of your land. Nobody has been able to come out with that. They came to the chief palace some months ago and they were asked to come with their documents if they say they have any small-scale concession there. They never came back. Okay. We also went to the Mineral Commission. There's nothing like uh, small-scale mining, which have illegal land, uh, mining lances there. It's only about two or three. And those two or three concessions, that is, uh, lances, were left out. Nobody has touched it. What about the other part where you said you saw him in the town today? He says he was never there. My brother, I was driving the Honda CRV that they destroyed today, together with Danso. Uh, we know Okoji Amai, the chief or the nana, who leads the task force. So when we saw him, we wanted to approach him. So we were following the man. The man drove direct to Mr. Gordiama's house. Mr. Gordiama rent his room in my own friend, uh, Adofo, Yawadofo, Adofo Jamna's house. We, we, we personally followed Okoji Amai to Mr. Gordon's house. We had wanted to talk to Okoji Amai, the leader of the task force. But I saw that the leader had, and his, all his entrance have broke inside the, the compound of Mr. Gordiama. Then we came back to the Presby. Uh, a church premises where did you see did you see Godwinama yourself? Yes, we saw him. What shirt was he wearing? What color of shirt? That's what shirt was he? What color? We didn't know but we saw his we saw his face. We saw his face. And Nana Okoji Amai's face at TV. But he drove his car straight to Mr. Godinama's okay. house. I was following him. Please hold on. Mr. Mr. Ama I followed, him. Mi- I followed uh, uh, Nana Okoji Amai. No, no problem. So I, so you did not you did not you did not see him or you cannot see Say that you saw him and this. Yeah, we saw Mr. Gordiama in the car, and the car drove direct straight into Mr. Gordiama's house. Who were following the car? Mr. Ama, Mr. Ama, did you hear that? No, today we launched what we called we in uh, we we did this apprenticeship, youth apprenticeship. Hello, I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you. We did what we the youth apprenticeship uh, uh, program on our site where we we had. Six people we've trained. So today we inaugurated it with the, uh, uh, the, the, they passed out and then we did the pass out ceremony. So I've never been out of my site. And for the record, the community, uh, the community, uh, I have not stayed there for more than, for the past six, seven months, I'm not even staying there. It's only some of our workers who are staying there. If you ask everybody, including the landowner, uh, the landlord there, I've not been there for more than seven months. So I'm shocked. I'm, okay. I was on site. You can. Where, where, where's your site? Where's your site? Osino. So you were in Osino today, not not. Uh, I've okay. been in Osino no, throughout. No problem. Thank, I've, thank I've you, Joe. 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 Hello, Joe. You and Danso are supposed to be on bench warrants. You are supposed to come to report yourselves. You are you are hiding from the law and engaging in more chaos in your community. That is the claim here. Nobody is hiding from any law. Nobody is hiding from any law. I even let my lawyer wrote a letter to Mr. Gordiama some time ago. He did not reply. Later, uh, uh, consultation went on and they wanted to settle the case amicably. It was it was before those issues that the minister came in and inaugurated the community mining. Okay. No. So, so do you know that there's a bench warrant in your name? I don't know anything about it. What I knew was that. How about Danso? Arranged 
with the same people who came and they took our machines away. And, and, and you should give me your WhatsApp number. I have other audios that I've recorded of which people were engaged in uh, some langas and some people to come and attack us. Yes. I have audios to that effect. Of which those, the man that he mentioned that uh, Mr. Tisi, who is the former regional MPP chairman, his name was included. He was part of Mr. Guadiamas, uh, who wanted to kick the youth out. So let's let's just move forward. So you were at the police station today. You 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 yeah, are working I, with the police. Okay. I made a formal complaint. Okay. I made a formal complaint to, uh, with to the my car that they was was me. was anybody injured in your in your town today? Uh, I think one person. But I, I myself, I've been in the police station. I came with the police to take a photograph and video of. Okay. So the, the gunshots that we've seen in the video did not harm people. I mean, you may I have. Heard it was only one person, but okay. I myself, I have not seen it, and I cannot testify that. Thank you for speaking to us. That's it, it was only three cars that they, they destroyed. That's yeah. fine. Thank you. Yeah. That's Abel Nti, uh, Abel Nti Hinampong, uh, a.k.a. Joe. He's a youth leader in Asaman Tamfoe. Earlier, you heard Gorinama, his general secretary of the National Small Scale Miners Association, and it has to do with the uh, gunshots that were fired in that village today. Now, talking about um Kalamse, uh, at least one person we are told um died when um a pit that they were operating in a Galamse pit uh, collapsed let's listen to the chief of chebi apapamu and leader of the Ochiman task force of saberima okojiaman apeja fori I've heard it last year, I've also heard it. Okay. They haven't going. So you guys missed my men yesterday. But uh, they couldn't find the place. Mm, and we learned the police were there, so we are also going to take a report from the police. So as of now, dear, after this operation that I'll make, we're going there to see yourself. Uh, as the commander of Ebuakwa uh, State, are you worried about the continuous activities of illegal miners in the area? Of course, because we have work and work and work. As the place that they are talking about, I don't even know that. It's not easy. They've been going outside the towns, the outskirts of the town, to do such It was about, I got the information around 9 o'clock. So, God so good, the police will called to tell me that they have heard us, so we should meet and go there. By the time we got there, some people have already taken the police to the place. So we couldn't find a way to that place. We don't know where they were doing that. So. As the leader of the task force, what do you intend to do now? Anything that above our strength, we just report to his prior majesty so that he do what he can do to have solved such problem. We are under somebody. So whatever is above our strength, then we have to give you information to him so that I see how to do Now the chief of Chebi Apepemu and leader of the Ochiman Task Force, Osabrema Okojiaman uh, Apeja Fori. Now the Minister for Lands and Natural Resources has also been speaking, hasn't he, on this issue, Ellen? Yes, Sanda in the Ashanti region, the Minister Samuel Abdullah Janapo said persons in charge of institutions regulating mining activities in the Amansia South Municipality should be held responsible. For
for the destruction caused by illegal miners. Tracts of farmlands and forest reserves have been destroyed by activities of illegal miners with pits left abandoned. Military deployment to some mining districts in the Ashanti region this week led to the arrest of one person and the seizure of some mining equipment used for illegal mining activities. Now the minister who visited the mining sites and was amazed at the level of destruction caused to the environment by illegal miners, said government will continue to deploy the military to clamp down on such activities. The, under the command of the GOC, um, the military officers have been able to clear up this place of illegal miners and, and dismantled uh, their infrastructure and brought the operations to a halt. The briefing I've got from him suggests that they've been able to uh, destroy some excavators and see some excavators which have been lodged at the local police station. Some arrests have also been made and evidence has been put together to prosecute them. And we make these visits, first of all, to encourage the military people and, and to let them understand that they have the full backing of the president and his government on whose instructions I'm here. And also to... Um, in the process expose the complexities of this matter and all of you can see the level of devastation it should baffle all of us as citizens as uh, policy makers and as stakeholders in this fight how uh, an operation like this in the heart of the forest and in the uh, far away uh, areas of our country can go on without notice by the police uh, the chiefs the local political leadership, assembly people, um, you know, the district chief executive, for example. And as you dare say, even the inspectorate division of the Minerals Commission here. And these are questions that I, as minister, I'm going to be uh, seeking answers for. How is it the case that such an operation can be mounted and such level of devastation can happen when there is a district uh, outfit of the Minerals Commission who should have an inspector division, when there's a police command here, when there's uh, a district chief executive. Fortunately, from here, I'm heading to Kumasi to meet district chief executives from the mining communities of our country. And so the point we keep making about the fight against illegal mining being a collective, and I think there's a classic uh, evidence of that call, that it will require the concerted effort of all of us. It cannot be the fight for government alone or for ministers alone. It has to be the fight for all of us, citizens and all the actors in the body polity of Ghana. And, and this is what we, 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 we have on our hands. But what I can say and the assurance I can give, and yesterday the president himself chaired a meeting on this matter, an extensive discussion took place about that. We will continue uh, uh, relentlessly uh, with integrity to do our best to come to grips with this matter of illegal mining operations in our country. Samuel Abdullah Jinapur is the Minister for Lands and Natural Resources. Still on illegal mining, Occupy Ghana has laid blame on the doorstep of government for the continuous destruction of water bodies by illegal mining. In an open letter to the President, the pressure group wondered why the government is finding it difficult to enforce laws made for the purpose of combating the menace. The group believes the President has betrayed the trust reposed in him by Ghanaians as a result of the activities of illegal miners. He excerpts of the open letter by Occupy Ghana. Every law required to regulate the mining industry exists. Every government agency required to enforce the law, namely 
the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources, Minerals Commission, the police, the courts and even the military exists. Every district, municipality and metropolis in which Galamsey takes place has a fully paid chief executive supported by an authority and assembly. There are chiefs in all of those towns and villages where the plunder happens. These people cannot feign ignorance and pretend to be innocent in this matter. What is going on defies reason and only gives support and credence to the popular rumor or belief that the very persons who should be fighting this crime are rather those involved in and benefiting from it. On 10th July 2017, the presidency.gov.gh website reported that you called the bluff of Galamsey operators and stated that you would put your presidency on the line for the Galamsey fight. You are reported to have added that it will be a betrayal of the trust imposed on me if I fail to end this, end quote. Subsequently, you have repeated this pledge in various forms. However, your bold statements are ringing hollow and have petered out. You are failing and, in your own words, betraying the trust reposed in you. Sir, can you simply ensure that the law, namely the Minerals and Mining Act 2006, Act 703, as amended, is enforced without fear and favor and irrespective of whose ox is gored. For our part, we will send a reminder to you every Monday until we see firm action to stamp this crime out. If that fails, we will shame your government by going to court to compel the government to sit up and do its job. That is not a threat, sir. It is a promise. Those were excerpts of an open letter from Occupy Ghana to the president on illegal mining. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. You're welcome back to Eyewitness News on 87.3 CTFM. We are broadcasting from Adabraka in Accra. Let's go to the Volta region now, Ellen. Residents of Ketu South and the Volta region have welcomed the latest decision by the regional minister to probe the activities of Seven Seas Mining Company. The assurance comes on the back of an emergency regional security council meeting yesterday with all relevant stakeholders. Now, the angry residents on Tuesday demonstrated against the salt company for allegedly creating dikes, which led to the death of a woman and her children about a week ago. Now, speaking to City News, the assemblyman for the Toko Electrical Area, Electoral area, rather, Victor Ayaku says the residents will not hesitate to demonstrate again if government fails to sanction the company for their negligence. Uh, I think it's one of the demands we are placed in there. They should uh, make sure the company do what is right. As part of it, the company should maintain their original concession, which is that what is the Adina concession given to them. But the new expansions that they are exploring should not continue for it is endangering our lives. So if the minister comes up saying they want to look into it, it's a good news to us. I will tell him to let the company do the right thing. The regulatory bodies to be respected. Our laws and the established offices within the country's administration must also be respected. 
by the company, then other necessary engagement that is needed by that is required by the document by by our laws engaging the community leaders uh, the next stakeholders not all those things should be followed then once we are going to go we move on we will be triggered to go back to the streets if we realize that our concerns being raised our demands are not being bothered if we realize that the latest we've written the product all the things we put before them are not being catered for we will go back to the street but if we see signs steps towards our demands why not we are human beings Victor Ayaku is the assemblyman for the Tokwa Electrical Electoral Area in the Volta region. Let's head to the Upper West region because the regional NDC caucus in Parliament is accusing the Ghana Health Service of sidelining indigents of the area in its recruitment of district health directors. The group says out of the 71 vacant positions with 116 applicants, no one from the Upper West region was selected, although the applicants with the highest score in the exams conducted emerged from the region. The caucus says eight of the shortlisted applicants from the region were disqualified because they lacked the needed knowledge on the management of district health directories and epidemic outbreaks. Now, describing the situation as unfair, the secretary of the Upper West NDC caucus in Parliament, Dr. Sebastian Sandari, called on the Ghana Health Service to audit the recruitment process to ensure regional balance. Conduct of the Ghana Health Service is an affront to the rights of the applicants and a violation of the 1992 Constitution of Ghana. If you go to Chapter 6, the directed principles of state policy, that guides everybody, even including the president, in appointment to public office. The Ghana Health Service is reminded of the duty to act fairly and reasonably in the exercise of its administrative authority as contained in Article 23 of the 1992 Constitution. Again, the Ghana Health Service is enjoined to prohibit discrimination and prejudice on grounds of places of origin as contained in Article 35, Clause 5, and to ensure regional balance in such appointments as per Article 35.6 of the 1992 Constitution. And I have the Constitution here. If you go to Article 35.5, that is under Chapter, chapter 6, the Directive Principles of State Policy. This is what Article 35.5 states. The state shall actively promote the integration of the peoples of Ghana and prohibit discrimination and prejudice on the grounds of place of origin, circumstances of birth, ethnic origin, gender or religion, creed or other beliefs. Dr. Sebastian Sandare is the Secretary of the Upper West NDC Caucus in Parliament.
Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Get into the details. Every significant financial transaction, every market movement, and all the policies that affect your business. City Business News. Be informed. Time now for City Business News on Eyewitness News, powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Obudu. Let's settle for the details now. With just a day more to the deadline for the SIM card re-registration exercise, Ghanaians who have still not registered their SIM cards have been asked to do so within the shortest possible time. After several postponements of the deadline for the exercise, the government announced the final extension of the deadline to tomorrow, September 30, after which all SIM cards which have not been re-registered will be blocked. The Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications, Dr. Kenneth Ashby, speaking to City Business News on the sidelines of a mobile consumer engagement forum, said consumers must do well to register their SIMs. What happens is that when you get close to when the timeline is expiring, you find a, a lot of people moving up to go and register. When the blocking happened, people moved in, but now people have gone down. You see that even when we've brought a service close to people, there are not really long queues there. So now what I would urge everybody is that if you walk to any of the sites, you'll be able to register your SIM. But definitely we've not been able to get to the numbers that we want to get to. Dr. Ashby, however, noted that the National Communications Authority and other stakeholders will take into consideration Ghanaians who have still not acquired their Ghana card and hence have not been able to re-register their SIM cards before proceeding to block the unregistered numbers after the deadline. So I'm sure you'd have noticed that it's not only MTN. All the networks at some point, you know, started blocking because that was a directive of the NCA. And then the NCA at some point then said the unblocking should stop for a few things to happen. So definitely it would be on the directive of the, the regulator that the blocking would happen. The challenge has been the fact that, uh, you know, we had a woman talk about she does not have the card. So a, a bit more collaboration between the NCA and the NIA to ensure that everybody also, also has the card. But then also the people too who have the cards who are not registered. How do we do in such a way that they also can register? So these are all the things that the regulator, the Ministry of Communication will take into consideration before the next directive will be issued. That was Dr. Kenneth Ashigbe, who is the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications. The National Pensions Regulatory Authority, NPRA, is encouraging the public to take advantage of their Tier 2 and Tier 3 pensions contributions to acquire mortgages. This is based on the provision in the pensions law that allows pension contributors to leverage the fund to purchase homes. Speaking to City Business News on the sidelines of the Ghana Pensions and Alternative Investment Summit 2022, the Deputy CEO of NPRA, David Abbey, stressed that the call was part of efforts to reduce the country's housing deficit. They are tier two and they are tier three to uh, solicit uh, mortgages for their primary homes. Now, Section 103 of the law made provision for a tier two contributor to use his pension contribution to secure a mortgage. 114 also made provision for a tier 3 contributor. So now you can use both your tier 2 and your tier 3 to secure a mortgage. This has taken some time uh, for people to appreciate it. But with 
the work of the NPRA together with their trustees and other uh, stakeholders like the banks, they've come on board and they are providing pension back mortgages. A lot of them are in this space. Some are also launching a similar product. And one of the other things that I'm also I stressed in my in my speech there was about government effort to the National Housing Mortgage Fund that has been established by government to also play in this space. Now, the National uh, Housing Mortgage Fund recently built 204 housing units on the Kosovo Road. Now, pension contributors in the public sector have been encouraged to, through their trustees and then these other stakeholders, the banks, the mortgage providers, can be provided mortgages using their tier 2 and their tier 3 to acquire some of these homes. That was CEO of the National Pensions Regulatory Authority, David Abbey. Away from that, members of the trading community are calling on the government to institute policies to protect indigenous businesses. According to the players, this has become necessary to ensure local companies are not kicked out of business by dominating international players. Already, there exists the Ghana Local Content and a local participation law that stipulates that Ghanaians must be prioritized in terms of employment in the petroleum industry and should benefit from the country's resources. CEO of Silverstar Auto Assad Nazir in an interview with City Business News stressed the need to develop similar laws to preserve Ghana's trading community. It's something we can uh, take up. Uh, I think some industries, like the mining industry, like the oil and gas have some local content protection. And uh, perhaps maybe in trade, it's time we need something like that because we are a Ghanaian company. The, the shareholders uh, are Ghanaian and uh, they've been here for over 100 years. And so I think such, such uh, and it's, all, it's also about fair, fair practice, fair competition. We're not afraid of competition. Not at all. But just let it be fair. Don't, don't put us, a Ghanaian company, at a disadvantage because we are operating only in Ghana and give it to an, a company that is having an office in every country in Africa. So then that means you are using your, your continental muscle to squeeze us, the Ghanaian business, out. So that's, it's not fair. Uh, and this... this this is a process. Unfortunately, maybe this the best case scenario is that hopefully we can all learn from this and put in some laws further to protect the Ghanaian businesses. That was the CEO of Silver Star Auto, Assad Nasir. Well, that's all for City Business News on Eyewitness News. It was powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Obodu. Thank you for listening. As always, please stay safe. Up next is Point Blank. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens.
run a hotel. Okay. And from last Tuesday, we've run out of uh, credit. We came to our district uh, headquarters, ECG here. They are saying there's, there's something um, is down. How do we call it? The network is down. Since last Tuesday and today is Thursday, we haven't been able to secure some of the credit. So it, uh, uh, our place, uh, the, the, the customer who came, they have left. So our place is now dormant. How there's is it affecting there. your business? Right? Oh, it's, it's affecting because once they are going, they are going with a bad report, bad news, and all others. So that is it. My lights went out uh, since Monday, and then I went to Kenton Corner Branch. And when I went there, they said they have any issue with the network from the crowd main office. So from there, I also came to the Aspa branch, and then they also gave me the same information. But they, they told me that we'll go and come the next day. So on Tuesday, I came here, and the next day, I came here, they tell me the same issues. So just this morning, I went to Quentin Corner Branch again, and then when I went there, they told me uh, they have uh, they have some of the they have some of the credits. So, but they are they are sharing to only their customers around the area. Who said that? From the uh, one lady from the Quentin Corner Branch. So, so they told me to come to Asuka Branch. Yeah, so Asuka Branch. They will share the credit to me. That's why I'm here. I've been to a solo program at Aswana. They are saying the network hasn't come yet. So they are hoping that by evening we get some to buy. How did we have Okay, I'm having my sister's night. So I'm scared that it's going to get spoiled. They, they said they are resolving the, the issue. So we are hoping that they will do so. We heard the customers of ECG speaking to us in the Ashanti region. It has to do with the challenges that the state broad distributor of power is facing in terms of vending power to customers. Since Tuesday, ECG customers, both domestic and commercial, who have run out of power supply, have not been able to make purchase due to what officials from ECG have referred to as a technical challenge. This is Point Blank on Eyewitness News. My name is Umaru Sandamad. We've heard from customers in Kumasi. Let's hear from the customers in Accra. And that's a conversation we are having tonight. Plus, we'll talk about the petroleum sector too. I'll try that. Uh, but they said I should enter my... I have, they said I should enter my, my password and everything. But still, it can't connect. And I've been to Dakuma. I've been to Dakuma to buy people over there. But still the same. Kanesh is still the same. And I've been here to... I've been here at uh, Avenue. And what are they all telling you? Are they saying that they do not have the credit or their network is down? What is really the truth? They say the network is down, but I've been here for the past four hours. But it's now it's now getting getting to the process. Okay. But, okay. but then the other places or yeah. it has been shut down. It has been shut down. But, but I'm, I'm sure it is frustrating for you. How is it like? What is really the challenge for you now as you do not have um, electricity in your home? Yeah, right now I can't go anywhere because even my, my auntie just came from abroad, but he, he, he'll be, she'll be leaving tonight and, and there's no even light to even connect to because she's using a, a broadband, MTN broadband, so there's no internet to even connect to make calls and 
all those stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, I, I, I mean, the heat, if, if, if you do not even have electricity to charge your phone. Yeah, even, even, you see, I'm carrying with my charger, you see. Wow. Yeah. Are you going to look for a place to charge? Yeah, or we're going to look for a place to charge at the ECG office. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to charge at the ECG office. Have you told them already that you want to charge? Yeah, and I'm now, I'm not going to, but they, they, have, to, they have to let me charge. But then, are you hopeful that you will be able to get the credit to buy from this spot? Um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because I think four people has has made a payment. It has been, yeah, it has been true. But, but then I'm also seeing a long queue there. For the queue, so many people have left. So so many people have to have joined. So it's like on and off. What, what would be your concern to the ECG? Because the app is supposed to be very convenient to their customers and all that, but it looks like rather it's becoming a, a worry. I mean, even this, this is not the first time. Sometimes um, when when maybe Friday, maybe Saturday and Sunday, sometimes the network comes down. Wow. Yeah, it's not normally, not, this is not the first time. Yeah. Just that this has literally been for a very long time. For a long time, yeah. Okay. I'm grateful. What's your name? Simon Obing. Obing. Yeah. Thank, thank you. You're welcome. Shall I thank you? So the bike will be on. Um, hey, so I, I, I and so I'm coming. Um, so um, I just spotted this um, woman. Um, she's in her old age, actually. And then um, I've seen you enter and uh, you're coming back. What really is the challenge there? I went inside straight. And there's one of, they saw my. Uh, my receipt. They said the machine is not working. It's not working. If, if this is not working, what really is their challenge? What are they saying? What are they saying? A network, yeah. The network problem, yeah. But, but then I'm, I'm sure you've been to other places too. Yes, I've been to Zongo Junction. And what did they tell you there? The same trouble. Wow. Network is not working. But do you use the online app too? Do you use. No, no, no. You don't use it. I don't use online. But how is this also going to be a challenge to you now that you don't have electricity? I don't know because I cooked a lot of food yesterday and I put it in my deep freezer. This morning when I wake up, it's so red. So I'm praying that I should get the this thing so that the the deep freezer will work for me. I don't know what to do. In case it doesn't work, in case you don't get electricity to buy, the credit to buy today, what will, what, what will be the impact on the things that you've mentioned to me already? The food. I'm praying. Because a lot of food I did yesterday. So I'm praying. So that they'll get it from me. I'm going there again. I'm going to Zongo Junction and see whether they to their machine is working. I don't know. I'm going there. But you just said that you are coming from there and they are saying it doesn't work. So why do you want to? And I went to uh, my wife there. I went to uh, Hisense and bought a fridge. So I'm good. Yes. So first I was here before I went to the Hisense. Uh, so I'm going to the Zogo Junction C again. What would you tell ECG now? Because ECG. I, I understand this is not the first time it's happening. ECG. Yeah. Mm. Like I mean, with regard to the situation, what would you say that? My grandsons, tell them something. But <laughs> mommy's saying that say something. Uh, the, uh, what we are saying is the challenge is too much and it's worrying a lot because we've done a lot of cooking in the fridge and it's spoiling the food. So and the fishes as well. So we are trying and hoping for them to just reconnect the 
uh, network so that we we'll get uh, the light so that our food will not get spoiled. That's what we are telling the ECG. So, ideally, on a regular day like this, would you be working like all? Yeah, now I've been doing. I, I supposed to work in because I'm, I'm an Uber driver. I supposed to work by because of that. I'm going around checking where to get light so that the food will not get spoiled. And this means that uh, your sales, my sales is going to be a challenge for me. So I'm trying and hoping ECG will just connect this thing so that I will not be going around and checking for the uh, uh, what's in the light. Uh -huh. So. You had customers of ECG speaking to our reporters there, and that interview was conducted as well in other ECG centers. Charles, also of the City Newsroom, was with Kwekwe Duyamansa, and he's joined me in studio on Point Blank. Charles, you're welcome to Point Blank. Thank you, Sander. So, first of all, what is the problem? What are people encountering? So the issue is that, and when we got to the Aveno ECG office, um, we met customers who were quite frustrated. I mean, they tell us that they are unable to load ECG prepaid credits onto their uh, meters. And that's basically the, the issue. And, you know, the, we're not allowed to film inside, but outside of the offices, there were queues. Um, there were already, of course, there were seats for people to sit down. But you could see the frustration on their faces. They tell us that their fridges are getting spoiled, food in the fridge are going bad, and um, basically that's that's that was that was the issue. So, so you go to an ECG vending unit or point you want to buy credit, you cannot. That's what is happening. Yes, I mean um, we got we went to Abeka. Now, one of the vendors told us that they didn't have network. They had network issues, and they also didn't have credit. So even if they had credits on their machines, they couldn't sell to their customers because they couldn't access the ECG network. Okay. Yes, so if you go to that particular vendor, I can't mention them on, on, on radio, mm -hmm. but if you go to that particular vendor, you cannot get ECG prepaid credit onto your meter. Okay, so that's Abeka. Yes, that's Which Abeka. other places did you go to? Are there um, similar? We there were stories? also at Osu, um, and, and at Osu, we, we went to a restaurant um, of course, I can't also mention that restaurant. The restaurant was running on a generator, and the manager of the restaurant told us the hardships they've had to go through in the past two days. Um, opened his fridge, a lot of his food, drinks had become, you know, they were actually going bad. Mm. Um, he tells us that they are paying twice as much as they would have paid for electricity for fuel to fuel the generators, and that is increasing their cost of cost of running, cost of operations. And then we also spoke to uh, Mr. Kovi Capito. Um, he's the um, executive, um, he's the president of the Consumer Protection Agency. Um, he tells us that ECG must have a backup plan if they are going to roll out this new um, technology and that he's expecting that ECG will have some compensation plan for for their customers. Did, did you see people mass up at the vending points? Um, so not really, but there were a lot of customers there, but not in huge numbers. Okay. Um, this vendor that we met, Sabeka, tells us that on a daily basis, um, she's able to make sales of about 10,000 CDs. 
and it was it was quite obvious when we got there people would come in and then she would turn them away so just about we found about 10 people there when we got there and then about 10 more came in and were turned away um this man who runs a um like a sawmill mm-hmm. um came over and he was quite frustrated he told us that um the whole day he's not been able to do anything at work um and that he was quite frustrated that he couldn't get ECG prepaid meeting. Very well, thank you so much, uh, Charles Osu, with the City Newsroom, uh, telling us what they witnessed when they went around today uh, to speak to ECG customers at various vending points in Accra and also speak to persons who are uh, customers of the ECG and how the power challenge is affecting them. The ECG has issued a statement. Let me just read that for you quickly. And it says that the electricity company of Ghana wishes to update our cherished customers, especially those on our prepaid metering systems, that our team is working progressively to rectify the technical anomaly which affected the purchase of electricity. Currently, customers in the Greater Accra, Central, Eastern, Western and Volta regions can visit our district offices to purchase electricity. Customers should please note that our team is working to restore the systems in the affected areas, including Kumasi and Tema, as well as the third-party vending centers on the mobile app. The company expresses its sincerest apology for the inconvenience caused to affected customers and is resolved to work assiduously to restore the system to normalcy as soon as possible. So that's from the ECG. Let's hear now from the regulator of the industry, the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission. Simon Ali uh, speaks uh, speaks for the PURC. Ms. Ali, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. This uh, news that we are reporting, I believe by now would have come to your attention as PURC. Any comments? Mr. Ali, can you hear me? Hello, Mr. Ali? Apologies, I do not have Mr. Simon Ali of the PURC on the line. Immediately, we'll try to re-establish connections to him. While we work the lines to get the PURC, let's go back to the ECG and hear from the External Communications Manager, Charles Ni Ayiku Ayiku. Challenge is is just one of our ICT um, challenges with our um, systems. So on Tuesday evening, we experienced these, uh, or we detected these uh, issues uh, with our prepayment, our prepaid uh, metering systems, and we were able to work the some of them, and they came up. The following day, Wednesday, we realized that some were still not up. So those systems that were up, customers were able to vent, they were able to purchase credits. But we also noticed that some of the systems went down. And we've been trying to restore these systems. Currently, uh, in Koko, um, Cape Coast, Tafo, uh, Winneba, uh, parts of Accra, Kofedua, um, Kaswa are up. And we hope uh, the rest of the systems should be up and running before the close of today. Um, the eCash, the BOT, the BSC, which was also down, is also up. So we've made 
a lot of a lot of progress uh, progress and we still apologize to our customers for the inconvenience um the technical, technical challenge yes so yeah we are we are we are we are, we are working we are making sure that it's restored the to normalcy so if i do get you it means that by close of today literally everywhere we, we should we should have power restored i mean the challenge should be rectified yeah hopefully 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 yes hopefully it has not been easy for all of us i mean from the company's side and also for our customers we, we are not happy i mean of course um, it has affected our revenue and we do understand the challenges our customers are going through and we sincerely apologize I would like us to talk about the challenges. A lot of people say they've lost um, their goods, um, a lot of things in in this particular situation. What would be the interim measures that your outfit is thinking of doing for such people who have been affected badly? Yes, and that will be communicated to our customers very soon. Very soon. So that's the head of external communication at the electricity company of Ghana, Charles Ni Aikuayiku, uh, speaking to Kwekwe Duyamansa. Let's go back to the PURC and speak to Simon Ali. He uh, speaks for the PURC. Mr. Ali, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Yeah, thank you, uh, Omaru Sanda. Good evening to you, to your production team, and to our descendant listeners. Good evening. You issued a statement this afternoon, and you said that you were committed to ensuring that the delivery of safe and reliable utility service is guaranteed what have you what measures have you taken beyond that statement uh, to benefit the customer well uh, the commission has uh, put together a number of measures beyond the statement just like you rightly intimated uh, we have taxed all our all staff of the commission in all uh, ecg operational areas to, as it were, monitor the situation and then present to the Commission a comprehensive report for uh, further actions to be taken regarding this uh, unfortunate thing that has just happened. That is number one. Number two, the, the, the Commission is also in, currently in talks with the service provider, i.e. in this case, ECG, to uh, put together a number of measures as well to uh, prevent some of these future occurrences of uh, the situation that we have found ourselves in now. So uh, in, in a nutshell, these are a, but a few of the measures we have put, we have put in place. And uh, yeah. immediately for those who do not have power, can't you instruct ECG to give them power while it fixes its own internal mess? Uh, well, once it's a technical fault, and I, and I think that we are getting somewhere, uh, we are getting results in the sense that a lot of uh, customers are now get, beginning to get to, to be able to purchase power, uh, i.e. central region, I think western region, and some parts of Accra. I think the only problem we are uh, faced with now is uh, that of the Ashanti region. And uh, I, I know by the grace of God, hopefully tomorrow, tomorrow next, I think the whole thing will be over. But, but why do we have to be hoping on God when ECG can simply supply you with power even if your your meter doesn't have credit considering that they own the electricity they own the meter 
they have the challenge. So well, the, bypass the that and give people the, the, the credit the, power the, because the, they need the it. Com- the commission, the commission cannot just work out and then instruct EPG to uh, powerhouses because they are not they are because of their inability to purchase power. That is uh, for me. I think it is not within the remit, uh, the, within the powers of the commission. Very well. Thank you so much. We'll keep an eye on this story and then return to you if need be. Thank you so much for speaking to us. That's Simon Ali. He speaks for the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission, PURC. Let's remain in the energy sector. The minority in parliament has issued a statement. It titles its US $100 million US, US worth of Ghana's oil money missing. I says the minority in parliament has noted with serious concern the inability or refusal of the Akufado baumia led government to account for over $100 million accruing from Ghana's petroleum lifting in the first quarter of 2022. The decision by the current NPP government to transfer revenues accruing from about $944 billion, I think it should be BBLs of crude lifting in the Jubilee and 10 fields, to a company established in a safe haven outside Ghana without parliamentary approval amounts to gross violation of the Petroleum Revenue Management Act 2011, Act 815, and Public Finance Management Act, Act 921. We have become aware that following the acquisition of a 7% interest in the Occidental or Oxy transaction in respect of the Jubilee and 10 fields by the government, ostensibly for GMPs in 2021, the Minister of Finance has clandestinely ceded the shares to an offshore company known as JOHL, a company set up in the Cayman Islands in a very surreptitious and opaque manner. The minority is very much alarmed that contrary to requirements of the PRMA, revenues accruing from the nation's oil fields are not being paid into the Petroleum Holding Fund, which has been confirmed in the 2022 semi-annual report on petroleum receipts by the Public Interest and Accountability Committee, PIAC. And that's a statement issued by John Abdullah Jinapur, Ranking Member, Mines and Energy Committee of Parliament. Well, that will be it for Eyewitness News tonight. My name is Umaru Sanda Amado, production by Sixtus Dong Ulo, Beverly London, and the technical support... It's from Daniel Squashy. We'll be back tomorrow at 17.30 GMT. Thank you for listening and good night. City News. We speak first. Reach our hotline on 0302-224959. And get interactive on Facebook, City 97.3 FM, and on Twitter at City 973.